Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself depending on the subject matter and your needs. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. On this edition of the show, does palmistry really work, and why? Yes, I'm talking about palm reading. Do you know that even though identical twins primarily share the same DNA, they each have different fingerprints? Isn't that interesting? So if a twin commits a crime and leaves fingerprints, you'll know which one did it. That's how truly unique the lines on your hands are. But why is this? Well, a scientist might say, Oh, well, there are a variety of minute chemical signals and mutations that occur with slightly different timing as each person develops. And therefore, this can be seen in the nuance of fine lines. It's the the product of slightly varying genetic and environmental factors in the womb. I mean, it's something like that. 
But if you ask a palm reader, a palm reader or a palmist, as they are called, he or she will probably say something like, well, the mind and body and soul are all connected and the unique lines on your hand are a unique expression of your soul and destiny. Could both of those views be accurate? You know, I became interested in palmistry when I was just a kid in elementary school. I found a book in the library about palmistry. I I lucked out. I had some pretty good libraries when I was in elementary and middle school that had some, you know, paranormal and occult themes. And, uh, you know, I I started reading this, like, basic how-to guy, like, how to read a palm. And after I learned some of this basic stuff, I started experimenting, of course, by reading the palms of other kids. And you know what? At first, it seemed like a silly thing. But very soon, I was startled by how accurate my readings seemed to be. And and I know you're thinking, like, what are you talking about? A kid reading a kid? Well, kids... You know, they have a lot of drama in their lives. I mean, like, you know, you, you talk to one kid and you're like, uh, you know, what happened to you when you were three years old? Oh, I was in a terrible car accident. Okay. What happened when you were seven? Oh, my mom and dad got a divorce. Or, you know, what happened to you when you were eight years old? Oh, I got horribly sick with meningitis. I mean, like, you could, you could look at these things and then you, you also, and I'm going to get to this in a little bit, uh, you can also sort of like tell things about their areas of interest. And I know it's easy to fool yourself and kind of do cold reading. We're going to get into all that and the criticism soon, but I've been interested, interested in palmistry my whole life, but I haven't really talked about it much on any podcast because it always seemed like, well, it's something that should be presented in more of a visual medium. But I think I've got to work around that um, for this podcast because I'm not really going to get into technique so much more of like, you know, the concepts here. And, and it, is there something to this? And if so, why? And I'll tell you something else that really I can vouch for based upon just my experience being a kid. One of the cool things about palmistry is that anyone can learn it and probably if you're serious enough you can even turn it into a job Uh, i mean like you might think oh i wish i was i wish i were born a great psychic you know and i could just predict the lotto numbers or walk into the casino and make the ball land on red or blue well like you might not have been naturally born with the gifts of a great psychic but you can learn the techniques of palmistry and you therefore will have a valuable skill that you can actually use to make money with zero overhead. You know, I can read auras personally, so I could even read auras for a living if I wanted. But even though anybody can learn to see some of the aura, and I actually teach people that when you sign up for my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com, you get a link to a special visor you can make at home in a few minutes that will allow you to start start seeing the aura. And uh, so even though, you know, I teach that uh, some people do have more of a natural ability to see all the colors of the aura and interpret them well. But palmistry, palmistry, it, it might almost be like an engineer's psychic hobby. 
you know, because it's it is something you can learn and, and study and memorize. And I think you can do a pretty good job. So if, if that's a tip for you, if you are struggling right now for a way to make some extra money, well, there's an idea for you. Go get online or buy a good book and learn how to read palms. Oh, and here's a tip. If you are attractive, it also helps because there can be something intimate about taking another's another person's hand into yours and gazing deeply into that person's soul. Uh, I guess it's kind of like holding hands with your significant others. So there is that element. I've seen that uh, exploited on many occasions. So anyway, look, for this podcast, I'm going to talk about the concepts of palmistry and what they may mean without getting into specific techniques and all that. Um, so I'm going to give you some very basic info about the primary lines on the hand, however, and and how all this kind of works in case you're brand new to all this. But first off, as I like to do with a lot of topics that are just brand spanking new, let's just go to the almighty Wikipedia page and see what Wikipedia says about palmistry, okay? Also uh, called chirology, it says palmistry is the practice of fortune telling through the study of the palm. And uh, the, the practice is found all over the world with numerous cultural variations. People who practice it are called palmist, hand readers, hand analyst, or chirologist. There are many and often conflicting interpretations of various lines and palmer features uh, across palmistry. Palmistry is practiced by the Hindu Brahmins and is widely viewed as a pseudoscience. Well, we hear that word a lot, don't we? Uh, viewed as a pseudoscience due to various contradictions between different interpretations and the lack of evidence for palmistry's predictions. Okay, so is that is that correct? Well, I mean, maybe it's more of an art than a science. I don't know, but let's continue digging into to the uh, the history here. It says here, palmistry is a practice common to many different places on the Eurasian landmass. It has been practiced in the cultures of Sumeria, Babylonia, Arabia, Canaan, Persia, India, Nepal, Tibet, and China. The acupuncturist Yoshiaki Amora describes its roots in Hindu astrology, known in Sanskrit as Yotish, I guess, I don't know. Chinese, of course, the Chinese Yijing. We, we know about that. And Roma fortune tellers. Uh, several thousand years ago, the Hindu sage Valmiki is thought to have written a book comprising 567 stanzas, the title of which translates in English to the teachings of the Valmiki Maharishi on male palmistry. So basically they're saying like this goes all the way back to the beginning they, all the ancient, the ancient Greeks, the ancient, uh, Chinese, the Egyptians, they were all studying this. And, uh, and of course, then it got really big in Europe, especially during the Renaissance. And it was classified as one of these seven forbidden arts, along with stuff like necromancy and geomancy and aromancy and pyromancy and hydromancy. <laughs> they should have just outlawed mancies, I guess. And then the modern palmistry craze sort of got a re revival in 1839 after um, a fellow wrote a, a book about it. Uh, so, okay, 
Let's go down to the section here on criticism. Okay, why this is all supposedly a bunch of bunk. And we're going to read through that. We're going to think about it. And then I'm going to get into the meat of what I want to discuss here. All right, this is going to be interesting, I promise you. But before we go to this first break, uh, I want to give you some um, some notes here. For those of you who want to stay updated on my work and the special experiments that I offer and things that I give away. Um, if you follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, uh, Twitter is going through, you know, a lot of changes. And I don't know if Elon Musk is going to keep calling it X or if he's going to change his mind as he does sometimes and go back to Twitter. So, but I just want you to know, I'm going to keep my account there. Um, if, and you know, if you follow me on, uh, I'm just going to keep calling it Twitter for now, just in case he changes his mind. But if you go to, uh, twitter.com, it still takes you there, but you are not anymore able to see my tweets unless you have an account there as well. So that's just how that goes. That's why it's very important. However, you know, social media changes all the time. It's important for you to sign up for my free e-newsletter. And here's some good news for some of you. I am now using a new e-newsletter service because for a while now, some of you have not been getting my e-newsletters, uh, especially if you have a Yahoo account. And uh, I don't know why that that was a problem with the old company, but I switched to this new company. And so now everybody should be able to get the newsletter without a problem. It's been very successful in all of my trials. You shouldn't have to do anything, but just keep in mind, I usually send out at least one Joshua P. Warren e-newsletter that I write with my own fingers every week. So if you don't get one from me every week, go and sign up again. Go to joshuapwarren.com right there on the homepage in big green letters. You'll see click here for Joshua's free newsletter. Okay, you click that. And then it takes you to a page where you just write your email address and hit the sign up button and boom, you're done. And you will instantly receive some free gifts from me online. JoshuaPWarren.com is where you got to go to sign up for that newsletter. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Don't go anywhere. There's more Joshua P. Warren and Strange Things coming right up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot strange things. 
In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take us with you anywhere. This is the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network and Strange Things. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. Ajitato Zume! And yeah, you know, I believe social media is changing so much all the time. I'm probably just going to stop promoting direct social media and just say, look, go to joshuapwarren.com. I control that website. I can update it with social media links. But uh, that free e-newsletter, that's something that I can control to a certain extent. I mean, I have to hire a company to do it, but I have some, you know, it's my oversight. I pay the bill on that so that it's spam free. Okay, let's get back to... This Wikipedia article, before I get into what I really want to talk about, I must address the criticism here. And I thought, oh, here here it comes, the criticism section. Dun, dun, dun. And it says, criticism of palmistry often rests with the lack of empirical evidence supporting its efficacy. Scientific literature typically regards palmistry as a pseudoscientific or superstitious belief. Psychologist and noted skeptic Ray Hyman has written, quote, I started reading palms in my teens as a way to supplement my income from doing magic and mental shows. When I started, I did not believe in palmistry, but I knew how to sell it as an act, uh, an act as if I did. After a few years, I became a firm believer in palmistry. One day. The late Stanley Jacks, who was a professional mentalist and a man I respected, tactfully suggested that it would make an interesting experiment if I deliberately gave readings opposite to what the lines indicated. 
I tried this out with a few clients, and to my surprise and horror, my readings were just as successful as ever. Ever since then, I have been interested in the powerful forces that convince us, reader and client alike, that something is so when it really isn't. Okay, that's... That's not like a, a damning criticism, is it? I mean, it's like, well, there, here's my opinion. Now we're just listening to this guy's opinion. He, but, oh, he was a magician and mentalist. <laughs> Isn't it funny how every, everybody who's a magician uh, that learns some magic tricks thinks that they got to turn around and lecture everybody else on what's real and what's not and how that they're all smart and you're all stupid because they can trick you with a magic trick? I have friends who are, you know, you know, I have friends who are magicians and, you know, there's, there's being a stage magician or an illusionist or whatever <laughs> that does not give you a uh, carte blanche to assume that everybody who doesn't learn your magic tricks is stupid. But anyway, goes on to say skeptics often include palmist on the list of alleged psychics who practice cold reading. Cold reading is the practice that allows readers of all kinds, including Palmas, to appear psychic by using high probability guessing and inferring details based on signals or cues from the other person. Okay, once again, it's like, yes, cold reading does exist, but that doesn't mean that there's not something to palmistry. So I was at let look, my point is I was really surprised at how weak the criticism is. That's it. After that, it just talks about how certain religions don't don't like it. So I said, OK, there you go. That, enough of that. Let's get back to this, you know, kind of like exploration of what may or may not be happening here. All right. Palmistry, it has this connection between the appearance of your hands and astrology. I'll explain this more. So I, I think what this means is that the universe is just one big machine and the stars and planets are giant layers of this cosmic machine. So you can look up at the stars and planets and deduce based on experience and trial and error over millennia. You can deduce what forces are at play at any given time. So it's kind of like the way that the wind is invisible. You cannot see it. Um, so you drop a feather and you watch how it moves. And that feather will show you which way the wind is blowing. So the idea behind astrology, I think, is that celestial bodies are kind of like feathers in the wind. And as you watch how they move, they're showing you what the invisible forces are up to. But we know, due to hermetic philosophy, as above, so below. The big picture and little picture are reflections of each other, just like a galaxy is a spiral and a seashell is a spiral. Or we have black holes out there and you have two black holes in your eyes, your pupils, your, your windows to the soul, the wormhole brain. So astrology is kind of about this, uh, it's kind of about the arrangement of the cosmic forces when you are born, when you pop into this realm. 
And the belief is that you are a product of those forces at that particular time. Those were the forces acting upon you as you developed and that you are kind of like a layer of sediment containing patterns that a geologist might examine to see what the weather was like a thousand years ago when you were exposed to the elements. I think it's something like that. And although I guess it's true, every feature of the body could perhaps be interpreted. Your particular formation is most clear in the intricate, unique patterns on your hand. It is the easiest way to see what your whole being is about. The lines on your hands are your natural, biological, personal sigils, you might even say. And, you know, your hands are like antennas. You know, you reach out and experience the world with them. You meet someone, you shake hands in this country. And if the lines on the hands symbolize your connection to the cosmos, it makes sense that that palmists give certain parts of your palms cosmic names, like the Mount of Mercury or the Mount of Venus or the Mount of Saturn, etc. These are kind of little spots where your palm might be a little more fleshy. So, like, for example, one area of your palm, uh, the Mount of Jupiter supposedly represents um, willpower, authority, ambition, self-respect. And so a palmist might see, well, is that developed or is it underdeveloped? You know, um, in other words, is it thicker? Is it thinner? Or maybe like the Mount of Luna, which is the Mount of the Moon. Uh, it's related to imagination, intuition and mystery. I actually have a little statue sitting next to me right now. It's a little palmistry statue. It's really cool. And um, it's heavy and it's got all these mounds on labeled on it and all the lines labeled on it. And if you have a paranormal library, you've got to get yourself one of these, one of these little palmistry statues. Um, So then, okay. So you have these mounds and, but then you also have, of course, more famously the lines that supposedly represent certain things like the headline that represents, you know, your head, it runs across the palm and it represents the role of thoughts, intellect, and logic in your life. So, and it is meant to be read right to left, apparently. And then you have like the heart line, which runs across the palm and represents your emotional state and relationships. And you would read that left to right, which is opposite of the headline. And then, of course, you have like the lifeline and the fate line. And by the way, uh, the lifeline does not necessarily represent how long you are going to live, as many believe. But in fact, it represents more about your actual life force and combining all the other attributes to um to gain more successful relationships with people and pursue projects that will help you make the most of your talents, such as your strengths in life. So, so a palmist would, would look at all this stuff. Um, you know, how pronounced is this line or this mound or how does one line intersect with another? All this kind of stuff. So even though I am not a professional palmist, I, I hope I've kind of given you a basic understanding of the kinds of things a palmist might look at when giving you a reading. 
and you can read just the right hand or the left hand or both hands, depending on the technique that the palmist is using. Uh, and a palmist may be able to learn even more, however, and I find this perhaps even more useful by, by just looking at features like the shape of your hand and fingers and fingernails. Uh, you'd be surprised how detailed the catalog of variables can be when you're studying someone's hand overall in general. And yes, to a certain extent, you have the benefit of common sense, like telling the hands of a of a lineman from the hands of a lawyer and such, you know, the level of wear and tear. But even that proves there is something uh, to the idea of looking at someone's hands and making practical deductions just like Sherlock Holmes might. But given all that, there is a twist. We love twists in these stories on this podcast, don't we? Uh, when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you what the twist is. And then I'm going to get into some other really odd topics like werewolves. What do werewolves have to do with this? Can you predict world events using this? And ultimately, what's the conclusion on, well, the question, does it work? Does it work and why? (laughs) I hope you're enjoying this exploration. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast Ham Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be back after these important messages. Don't go anywhere. There's more Strange Things coming right up. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Dr. Sky, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. 
In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with Strange Things and Joshua P. Warren. To strange things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Don't you love it when there's a twist? A twist in the story? In the tale? I have this uh, book. I actually have a lot of really cool books about palmistry. The one I have in my hands right now is called A Little Bit of Palmistry, An Introduction to Palm Reading by Cassandra Eason. And this is a little hardback book. It is, oh, looks like a hundred and, no, it's like a little over a hundred pages long. Uh, one of many great books you can get if you just want to dip your toe into this field. And here's why, um, I'm bringing this up because I want to read a little section from her book, A Little Bit of Palmistry. It's in the introduction. Listen to this after, after what I've just told you. She writes, in palmistry, there are no rights and wrongs set in stone. And there are many different opinions. So if you intuitively sense a different meaning for a marking or area of a line from what is given in this book or elsewhere, trust yourself. You will fine-tune your methods through experience, and palmistry is an area where practically, excuse me, where practice really does bring confidence as you notice certain recurring patterns in different hands, even though, as we know from fingerprinting, each hand is subtly different. What is more, lines can change within a few months, especially if advice from a previous reading is acted upon, while markings can be gone in weeks or even days, especially those lines and markings that are caused by worry. If a person has masses of small lines in different directions on either hand that don't seem to fit any of the accepted line positions, you can be sure they are anxiety lines and that the person who has them is worried about a particular issue or has major life stress and may need counseling equally as much as divination. In time, you will see the relationship is the intersecting merging or overlapping of the lines. I'm, I'm sorry. She says in time, you will see the relationships in the intersecting merging or overlapping of the lines and markings on the lines. Much of the information in the huge formal palmistry books is simply common sense. Uh, 
the key to successful palm reading is to relax and trust what you feel. The lines and markings serve the same purposes as tarot card, rune, or crystal. Each has a basic meaning, and indeed you may wish to supplement your palmistry with other divinatory methods to confirm and or elaborate on your findings. The hand is an entry point to the inner soul, to much more than the information offered by these outer markings, though that, of course, is a vital part of fully of a fully integrated reading. As with any other divinatory form, the questioner is not subject to a fixed rate or a fixed fate. I mean, but if a subject is directed into one action rather than another, this will be reflected and altered, uh, reflected in altered hand lines and markings, albeit subtly in the months and years ahead. Okay. So that's interesting. She says, in palmistry, there are no rights or wrongs set in stone, and there are many different opinions. So if you intuitively sense a different meaning, so that is why. People are like, that's a pseudoscience. There is no objectivity there. But without jumping to, I mean, I don't know. Is anybody claiming this is a science to begin with? I don't think so. Uh, without calling it a pseudoscience, maybe it's more like calling it an art form. Uh, that's the problem when you're dealing with humans. Every human is unique. So it's kind of difficult to to develop like uh, a reference point or a baseline for every person. If you're trying to use this reading technique, but I think that's definitely intriguing uh, that it, it shows you that to a certain extent, it's not, I mean, you're, you're using what's on the hand as a kind of a guideline, but it's not, you know, like, Oh, here's what's going to happen. Which brings us to these questions about, about destiny. But before we get to that, I just want to bring this up because some of you will find this uh, of interest. Do you remember the, the movie, the Wolfman from 1941 starring Lon Chaney Jr. It is the classic Wolfman movie, the universal movie. I love it. I usually watch it every October, you know, around Halloween time, even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolfbane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. At one point, the fortune teller looks at his palm and sees sort of a glowing pentagram or pentacle that appears. And, uh, and instead of it being literally like that, I wonder if that was just symbolizing this cluster of like pentagram like lines that have now appeared in the hand of the cursed man, the lycanthrope, right? Because that's really interesting. This idea that she's saying, like, when you go through stress, new lines can appear and then disappear. That's wild, isn't it? So it almost makes me want to go right now and put my hand on a scanner and scan in my prints and then, you know, look at them in a year. Or look at them after something significant happens in my life and be like, did some crazy new bundle of lines pop up here? By the way, <laughs> I hate to do this, but I was I was reading that quote from the Wolfman. You know what Wolfbane is? It's actually a plant. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Uh, it's got it's kind of like a droopy looking violet flat violet flower. It's called actually a conatum. 
and it's found um, all over parts of the northern hemisphere uh, in North America, Europe and Asia. And it it comes from um, this Greek word, which basically means uh, dart or javelin, because apparently this thing is really, really poison and they would poison uh, darts using this they say that it's so poisonous you just have to handle this thing carefully and uh the greek name for it was lycoctinum which translates literally to wolf's bane and it is thought to indicate its use to juice poison arrows or bait or used to kill wolf uh to kill wolves anyway a little useless trivia for you but okay so Let's get back here to this idea that, well, all right, sometimes the lines change on your hands. So is that telling us that there is uh, an an unchangeable destiny or uh, could there be a changeable destiny, if that makes any sense? <laughs> well, recently I was listening to George Norrie on Coast to Coast AM interview a, uh, a palmist and they got into this uh topic of can you predict world events and he said absolutely he said that when you look at enough palms per day every single day you start seeing patterns uh, among you know the population which shows you world events and he didn't really have a doom and gloom outlook uh george asked him like well what do you think about the presidential election that's coming up? Because here in the U.S., we have a presidential election next year in 2024. And this palmist said, well, look, here's that's really weird because he said, I'm seeing something in people's palms that are leading me to believe that the election is not going to be a traditional election. He says, I wish I knew what was going on. I wish I knew how to how to explain it better. But I'm just telling you, there's something weird about the 2024 presidential election that maybe we've never seen. And so you can take from that what you will. But one thing that he said that I thought was particularly notable was he said that right now he sees something in the palms of young people who are around 13 and 14 years old. And he said that they are going to be uh, the next great generation. That when these people and right now I'm recording this in 2023. So he said that when kids who are 13, 14 or so, maybe even 15 years old, that when they grow up, they are going to be a very noble, righteous, honest, upstanding generation that's going to try to fix a lot of our problems and mistakes. I would like to believe that's true because I might still be alive then. <laughs> and so therefore, um, if there is truth to that, it makes me wonder if it might have something to do with all the negativity that these kids have been exposed to over the past few years with all the world events that have been happening. So, so it, you know, he basically says, it, you know, that this guy was saying like, there is a destiny, but you might be able to change it. So, so it's like, what is there an unchangeable destiny? Yes. And no, here's what I think that means. Okay, destiny has to do with things that are always going to be there. So let's say gravity is always going to be there. But you can build an airplane and get around it. 
See what I mean? It's something like that. Like, like there are loopholes and workarounds for many, many things if you have enough extra insight. And I think that's part of what palmistry is telling us, that there are certain things, certain points, that the things that must happen. But you can change your journey along the way to a certain extent. I think that's what we're talking about here, that um, just like everything in life, um, there is no one particular strict answer. So the question that I started this podcast with is, you know, what is palmistry? You know, does it work? Does it work? And why? When we come back from this break, I'm going to give you my conclusion. And then I'm going to read some listener emails. One of them has to do with, uh, well, speaking of destiny, controlling the weather. I might even get into Roswell and the Marfa lights. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Don't go anywhere. There's more strange things coming right up. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Ouija board expert Karen A. Dahlman, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, this is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And when I say, hey, is there such a thing as destiny? Yes and no. (laughs) Kind of reminds you of what physicists say, you know, quantum physicists say about quantum mechanics. It's all about paradoxes. Something can be vibrating and standing still. It can be moving clockwise and counterclockwise at the same time. Like, it it reminds you that uh, there's something about the way the universe is composed where truly anything is possible. And a lot of things seem to be happening in opposite ways at the same time. And how do we explain that? Mirror universes. I mean, like, yeah, we can't comprehend it all. But let's get back to the topic. Palmistry. Does it work? Well, here is my opinion. I believe the concept of palmistry may indeed work because we are connected to the universe and we are a product of the universe. And a person who studies the expression of that connection by how the human body is formed may be able to give us insight about the overall creation and the little slice of it that is you and how you were affected by everything when you were born into this particular realm for now. Does that make sense? Um, as above, so below and There's something on your hands there that is unique to you, and it represents something about your formation and your journey here. So there you go. Maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. I believe we have time to get to some listener emails now. Uh, You know, I have gotten so many emails from people just over the years, but but regardless, people... People get a, a sigil, one of the parasymatic sigils, and they go out and they get a tattoo of it. And uh, they write me and tell me, and a lot of times they send me pictures, of course. And, uh, you know, I just got it like yesterday. I got a picture of a lady who says, look, I got your money sigil tattooed on my arm. And she got it tattooed in green right there on her arm and sent me two pictures of it. It's amazing, isn't it? Um People don't, I don't, you know, they don't just go out, I don't suppose, and just tattoo things on their bodies unless they think it's there's a reason there's a purpose it works for them they've already seen some success and um as i record this we we've been like opening request and then shutting down requests going back and forth for the sigil lab to create your own personal custom sigil 
Um, and we're going to have to stop altogether pretty soon this fall. Uh, I've got to travel. There's, but if you want to ever see if we are taking requests for your personal sigil, just go to the sigillab.com. Sigil is spelled S I G I L. Go to the sigillab.com. And, uh, I think it's also linked up uh, at Joshua P. Warren.com in the curiosity shop. You know, uh, okay, so this email comes to me from a lady named Amanda, who I believe lives in Arizona. And as you probably know, this year, Dr. Mulder and I worked together to create the most powerful, fastest manifesting wishing machine ever. It is called the Apex Machine. And if you want to learn more about the Apex Machine, you can go to wishingmachineproject.com and you'll see a picture of it there and a little video, wishingmachineproject.com. And she writes and says, Dear Joshua, is there any way you can write to all the Apex Machine owners or make a segment on your podcast regarding canceling the horrendous heat wave that the Southwest is experiencing? I'm going to pause for a minute. Now, I don't know. Uh, when you're listening to this show, I'm not even sure when this show is going to be posted, but this summer of 2023, we've just had some, you know, like pretty much almost a record breaking kind of heat wave all over the, the American Southwest. So that's what she's talking about. She said, I would reset my machine to whatever you believe is the most clear request. And then she goes on to say, I have set my machine to manifesting money and uh, we are making a lot of money now raking in the cash. Well, okay. So she gives me a lot of really positive stuff. And she says, with much gratitude and respect, your devoted fan, Amanda. What a nice email. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. You know, an email like that makes my day. And uh, I must tell all of you listening that. Uh, and I, I just have to say it as frequently as possible. I do my best to read every single email, but it's impossible for me to reply to everyone. But I did reply to Amanda's because she has a very reasonable request here. So I wrote her back and I said, um, thanks for the kind words. I do these types of experiments sometimes, but I have to be very careful. There is always a repercussion with weather. We created a lot of snow this past winter, and that helped the drought, but also created lots of deadly floods in the spring. I will consider your request, but playing with the weather is a tricky game. There's no free lunch, so to speak. You might solve one problem somewhere to create a worse problem somewhere else. We live in a bubble. So, what do you think about that? Um, if you are an apex machine owner, you can do what you want. But I mean, we just made such a profound impact this past winter with creating all the snowfall. I'm just not sure that we should all work together and just affect, you know, the heat wave because we might be uh, a little above our pay grade here and, and understanding, you know, if we keep influencing the weather, like what this could be leading up to. It's a very good question, and thank you again for that email, Amanda. It is now out there to the world. And now, uh, I believe I can squeeze in one more here from Barbara, who is writing to me from Florida, and she told me a couple things. One, uh, she told me about uh, being born in El Paso, Texas, 
And when she got to see the Marfa lights, she said the first time that she and her friend ever saw the lights, it was amazing. She said, we arrived at the viewing area around 8 p.m., darker than dusk, but not nightfall. We saw one light on the horizon, but not what seemed to be very far. The light grew larger, and it appeared to move closer and closer to us. Eventually, the light seemed to be about 30 or so yards from us, and it stopped and lightly pulsed. I could see the surrounding mesquite or desert bushes in the light's glow. The light seemed uh let's see the light then slowly moved back for a few seconds and then just dissipated about that time a rabbit literally ran over my friend's foot and scared the heck out of us <laughs> needless to say we were elated and had that rush of excitement that comes with a supernatural experience and then um she said that on a number of occasions after that she would stop sometimes to try to see them again and she said that uh, they were always different. Sometimes they'd be pairs and dance together. Sometimes start as a single light and then split into two or three. One thing is for sure, they were always there. And there was what I would call an intelligence to them. I never saw them as just random or sporadic. I don't have a better way to just, to word this, but definitely an intelligence to them. Hmm. And then she goes on to say, the other thing I want to mention is that as someone who grew up uh, grew up in in Encinoso, New Mexico, I'm very familiar with the Roswell incident. My mother was actually a young girl in July of 1947 and believed she may have witnessed the event. She lived most of her life in the old adobe house in Encinoso that she moved us back into, and as the crow flies, the crash happened behind our house about 20 or 30 miles. The crash was not really near Roswell at all. It was actually closer to Corona, New Mexico. Mom was an amazing person and would have been a great person to interview, but she passed away in 2021. I guess the reason I bring this up is because the day mom was put into the hospital, I saw a UFO as I was racing from El Paso to be at the hospital. And uh, then she mentions there's still a lot of UFO activity around there. So there you go. Um, I, I kind of feel like that maybe if some kind of disclosure happens in the near future, it's not because uh, the government's ready for it. It's because the visitors are right. Don't you think? Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Time always flies when you're having fun. So now it's time for us to all try to eh, manifest the best next week ever just take some deep breaths if you can close your eyes let's all meditate for 20 seconds together let us listen to the only the original the true good fortune tone That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift 
and check out the cool stuff in the curiosity shop all at joshuapwarren.com i have a fun one lined up for you next time i promise so please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule thank you for listening thank you for your interest and support thank you for staying curious and i will talk to you again soon You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.